Welcome to Toolkit Tuesday. I'm Trisha Clark, Director of Marketing here at Dealership Toolkit. And today we have with us uh, Dealership Toolkit COO, Liz Martin, and CEO, Richard Delancey. And we thought that this would be a perfect company. Um, not everyone knows exactly what Dealership Toolkit does, but today we'd like to give a company update. We want to be able to share with you what's new, what's upcoming, what we're seeing happening in the market over the past few months. And, you know, Rich, let's, I, I think, dive right in with you. You are our technology guru, and you're going to be able to give us the best insights into what's new, what do we have coming uh, down the pipeline that, that dealers are going to love. Yeah, we've been, uh, you know, COVID's been a strain on society, but the one thing that it was good for was allowed us to uh, get caught up on some of the projects that, uh, we've been uh, working on for some time and uh, we have a bunch of new stuff getting ready to roll out. One of the things that we've been experimenting with um, really came from the when COVID first hit, one of the things dealers across America, whether it was an auto dealer or power sports dealer, an RV dealer, marine dealer, didn't matter. We saw an explosion in chat. Um, all of a sudden dealership websites where they were getting maybe five to 10 chats a day, we're getting 20 uh, to 30 chats a day. And Facebook Messenger where they're maybe getting one or two a day, now all of a sudden we're getting 20 to 30 a day. And dealerships, when they were already at reduced staff, uh, had trouble answering this. And, and as you know, when customers chat something or Facebook Messenger, they want a response and they don't want to wait and they get mad. Uh, uh, I was talking the other day on um, an MRAA webinar. We saw a guy um, ask about a boat at one of the boat dealers and uh, about 30 seconds went by and then the guy says, guess not, right? And, and it just very, very impatient out there. So to help take the, <laughs> yeah, you're probably one of them, uh, to help take the strain off of our dealers, a couple different things. One, we really exploded our managed chat service today. Uh, we're doing managed chat for a lot of dealers. But in addition to that, if you're saying, hey, I don't want quite a managed service or, hey, I, you know, it doesn't warn us having somebody all the time, we've gotten into bots. And uh, we've developed a dealership toolkit chatbot program that it's, it's different than when you normally think about bots. Um, a lot of times, you know, you get, in, for lack of a better term, stupid bots, right? Mm -hmm. What we're trying to do with our bots is just fill them with a lot of industry knowledge and a lot of uh, common questions so that if somebody just simply wants your hours, it's not tying up one of your people's time. We can give them not only the hours, but we can give you the phone number, driving directions. We try to go above and beyond with our chat responses with our bot. So we're really excited about the future of uh, artificial intelligence and bots. And that's something that you're going to be seeing a lot more from us uh, at Dealership Toolkit uh, over the next weeks and months. Another thing that we are doing came from also within COVID, all of a sudden dealerships started requiring appointments. You had to, that was the law. And there'd be people showing up at dealerships and 
um, you know, they, they, they couldn't get in for an appointment or that there were so many appointments in the day that salespeople were just running through them one after another after another. And, and what was occurring, general managers and dealer principals were looking down at the sheet at the end of the day. And man, we had 40 appointments today and sold five cars. What happened to the other 35? Right. Um, we developed a program now called uh, Search uh, Shopper Insight Technology, SIT. We shall not call it SIT. No, um, <laughs> no, 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 SIT. But SID, That's Shopping it. Insight Technology, that actually we pull in a, a data feed from either your CRM or your DMS. And if you don't have a data feed, even if you just have the lot log and you upload it to us once a day, we have a really cool portal now that our uh, BD agents, they call everybody that was in your dealership the day before from a customer service angle. Hey, uh, Ms. Clark, saw you were in yesterday. You were looking at a, a Lexus. I just wanted to check in on the appointment. Did we take good care of you? You would be amazed what our BDC agents find out. One of my favorite ones was it was at a, uh, an RV dealership. The salesperson was eating a cheeseburger while they were selling the RV and the cheeseburger was dripping on the shirt, it grossed the guy's wife out and they had to leave, All right? So people are a little bit more honest <laughs> with us and tell us- I would us leave the, too. Yeah. I would and leave tell too. Us, <laughs> tell us the full story. The thing I love best about the platform is it has an escalation feature. So we set up an escalation list at the dealership, whether it's the sales managers or the dealership principal or the general manager, or combination of both. When we find something like that, one of our agents press a button and immediately everybody on that escalation list, they get a copy of the call and all the notes from the call, who the customer was when they came in, everything gets escalated right to them. Uh, so that way they can pick up the phone and call. And we, we've already seen dealers save deals with it. We had a, uh, one in Alabama that a customer said, hey, look, you lowballed me on my trade. I'm going to go get a similar unit at this dealer up the street. We escalated. The sales manager called back, explained the, the trade evaluation process, and our prices were a little bit lower, and we were actually giving you a pretty good deal. Save the deal. So it's going to let you know what's going on in your showroom. Now, I know a lot of dealers might be thinking, well, I can just have somebody call, and you can. But the difference between is, no matter who you put in the dealership, they're going to feel a little awkward ratting out their uh, fellow customers or their fellow coworkers, right? And if you have the salespeople call, that's like, you know, asking the person that just robbed the house the, you know, hey, you know, talk about how they did the robbery, right? Hey, how'd you feel about me robbing you yesterday? Right, you're not going to get the, the true. By us doing it, it's an independent call and it's very, very uh, focused um, and you get a little bit better data and it gets done every day because what we also see at dealerships, when you try to do it yourself, you get busy and now you take somebody off the phones or the receptionist just doesn't have time because you've been greeting people all day and all of a sudden you have seven, eight, nine, ten days worth of stuff and um you, you don't get that good immediate information where us, it's going to be quick and every day. And you're going to love the portal. Uh, in fact, we have a whole new uh, dealer portal that we're rolling out this week that you can run reports and you can find out within a button click how many people were grossed out by cheeseburgers uh, at your dealership. But uh, those are two of the biggest things that we're really excited about the the bots and then also the shopping insight technology that it's been a little bit different since we uh, came through show season. 
Now, when you're talking about those bots again, not just the general generic bots that uh, are going to give you the most random responses if you're, so when I think about the bots, it's I've had experiences that are wonderful and I'm talking through Facebook because I just happen to be one of those people who like to shop for a lot of things on the companies that I see and I'll, or I'll, I'll message and ask questions. And, you know, sometimes I get great legit responses, but then a lot of times there's just these random weird make no sense type of what I call bots. That's not the type of bot that you're talking about. These are very well thought out. A lot of content. Journeys, yeah. if you want to call them that, right? Yeah, I mean, it, really any dealer in America or anybody, you know, you can go, let's say Facebook, you go in the back in your Facebook, Facebook gives you a very simple platform to answer a couple common questions. And that you're right, it, there's not a whole lot of data to that. So let's, let's say you're uh, an RV dealer and you set up a, a common question is, do you carry Tiffin, right? You know, you're going to say yes or no when you fill out your Facebook thing. So somebody comes in, types in, do you carry Tiffin? The bot comes back and says no. That's not a very good customer experience. Whereas what our bot is going to come back in and say, we're not an authorized Tiffin dealer, but we do sell the Newmar complete line, or we do sell the complete line of Forest River Georgetowns, or we do have Winnebago. We're going to try to go into your website and find relevant content to give a better response back than just yes or no. And so I don't want people, when I'm talking about bots, thinking that these are the bad. These are all customized towards your dealership, right? The things that you find uh, important. We can pull inventory into these. We can pull service. Uh, we can set you up on a uh, schedule an appointment. Um, so if you have a CRM, we can schedule a pre-appointment that somebody calls back and then confirms. If you don't really have a set appointment type schedule, we can hook you up with a, a module that will set the appointment for you and let everybody know. Um, so it's, it's, it's a little bit of advanced technology. And, I, and I'll be honest, our, our bots are going to get to a point where you're going to ask them something strange and the bot's not going to be able to answer. You're going to go down the road. Oh, great. You carry Newmar. Do you carry the base star? Yes. Here are four or five base stars for you to look at. Great. Do any of these base stars have a uh, generator that has less than, you know, 50 hours on it? Something weird. At that point, the bot's going to get hung up. But we have the backup BDC service with our managed chat. So if you have us for both managed chat and the bot, then it's even better because then what happens is at that point, it throws it to a live person here at the, the BDC and they'll be able to walk you through it. If you just have the bot in and of itself, then what we're going to do is, hey, that's a great question. We're going to have an RV outfit to return your call as soon as possible. What is the best number to reach you back at? Right. Um, and the thing about it that we really try to update on the bots every day is every time we get beat on something, we try to go out and find the answer to it so that we don't get beat on it again. Uh, you know, dealers will tell you one of the biggest things that people find when they sell a new person a camper, they go out camping the first time, they pull up, they start setting up and they go in and there's no electricity in the camper and they freak out. Oh, I can't believe I just spent $25,000 in this thing. There's no electric, right? <laughs> They're checking the cord 
And what they do is they call the dealer and normally somebody at the dealership says, did you check the battery shutoff switch? Oh, I didn't know there was a battery shutoff switch or I forgot about that, right? That's a simple thing that a bot, you know, and these bots can go on your website, they can go in your chat. That's a simple thing that a bot might be able to give somebody an answer that if the person's freaking out at 3 a.m., there's not gonna be anybody at your dealership to answer that question, but a bot could. Yeah, Rich, I mean, that is all about customer experience. So everything that we do is all about making sure that the customer is getting the best possible experience to either convert them to that, you know, appointment or at least to, to pacify, you know, and, and give them the answers that they're looking for. Because if you don't answer the questions, then they're going to walk and they're going to go to the dealership that does answer all of their questions. So I'm, I'm, we're excited about it. I know everybody in the, in the team is excited about it. Um, you know, Liz, we have all this really great technology and we've got all of these you know, we've got some really great new products coming down the line. We also have our, our marketing side that we, uh, you know, you and your team are, are really handling. How are we working along with that technology and from a marketing perspective? Well, from a marketing side, technology plus data plus a good message to the right people is a winning formula always. So it's also what makes Toolkit unique to dealers. So I guess it's fair to say right now, all dealers are having a really good run, right? Because the market's just on fire and everybody, everybody wants to, wants to catch up on what they couldn't complete in March and April. So the difference with our dealer body is that they're on a good run. That's also really smart. So, and that's driven by our technology and the data that we use to make sure that all of the traffic that a dealer is paying for doesn't die, right? Because we don't want any dead data. So our BDC or our call center is able to set appointments to keep leads that didn't convert right away warm and focus on doing business with the dealer when they're ready. So keeping those leads warm is really important in a time like this because salespeople or sales managers or even a call center within a dealership runs out of time. And so for automotive, typically leads are, are kept warm for, you know, 30, 60, maybe 90 days, uh, depending on the brand. But for RV or Marine, it's 12 months. So if you pay for a lead in March, and they didn't convert yet, we still, we still keep those leads warm. And I think we do that, um, we do that with really focused marketing efforts and really focused messages, um, but we also use a lot of technology to determine who's best to call. And I think that that's really important. Um, and that's one reason why we can be that full circle solution for a dealer because we have the technology, we have the data capture, we have the marketing, um, and, and we have the attribution. And then we also have the BDC that brings a lead from, um, you know, placing the marketing with a really good strategy to converting the customer to an appointment. So in that case, all a dealer has to do is, you know, be our partner and 
pay their bill and that's about it and sell their customer and that's about it. Right. So, um, but the messages are really important too. I think consumers are tired of hearing the new normal or COVID messages. Here's a COVID update. You know, everybody knows that we're recovering from COVID. Everybody knows that you probably have to wear a mask. Everybody knows that you have to keep social distance. Um, but RVers are ready to camp no matter what. Like they want to get their camper on the road and they want to go camping. Boaters are ready to be on the water. You know, they don't want to see their boat sitting in the, in the yard. They want to go out. That's, that's the best form of social distance, right? And then people who are at the end of their lease, they're ready to turn it in and get a new car because that's the habit that we've all gotten used to. When your lease is up, you get a new car. It's part of the reason why we lease, right? So that we don't have um, a car that that is older. It's all happening, whether it's virtual, curbside, or it, it's a traditional in the dealership experience. But um, it, you know, it really comes down to a strategy and using the data. So we've gotten, um, we've gotten really good at using the right data. So whether it's data that we, that we collect from traffic on your website, whether it comes from unsold traffic in your CRM, or it's, it's, a, it's a digital campaign, or whether it comes off a lot of one of your competitors, you know, we take that data and we, we make sure to manipulate it so that it matters. Um, so we're not paying for data that that we don't use. And I think that's really important. And then, you know, our marketing is beautiful. We have a bunch of beautiful, it's easy to make pretty creative. Um, and it's fun to have good marketing messages. That's the fun part of our business. Um, you know, wrapping our heads around all of the technology that we have and getting that data um, out so that we can, it can be a usable source is really where our strategy um, is where our strategy shines. So, you know, I think from a marketing perspective in this time, I think it's everybody, every dealer's opportunity to really kind of shine through on who they are as people, who their culture is and why they should be the chosen dealership. I think that's the most important message to, to kind of put out there for, for clients. We've been doing that and they've been getting really good results. So um, I just think it's a fine balance that we have, um, we continue to improve every day, but um, we have a winning formula with it. And Rich, so coming back full circle, as, as Liz had said, back to you, you know, we've got technology, we have the marketing. Um, now, that marketing is, is obviously also very heavy into the digital space. You know, you are in, in many people, you know, have the opinion that you are the industry guru when it comes to uh, digital, you know, in that RV space, uh, you are definitely an industry leader. You know, what have you seen from the digital aspect of where we were to versus where we had to go to now where we're going you know where what do you, what is if there's one or two things that you can say or advice that you could give what would that be moving forward yeah so there's a lot of first-time buyers moving into the marketplace especially in power sports rv marine these first-time buyers aren't as sophisticated when they're doing their google 
searches. And as a result, it's really throwing Google's enhanced AI off a little bit. And it's not that Google's doing anything wrong. Believe me, they're like, God, right? They can't do anything wrong. But, you know, here's, here's what's going on in the industry. If you start combing through your search term reports on a, let's say, a Google ad or even Bing, um, it's not just a related to Google. You're getting all these first-time searchers that are dumping in crazy search terms into the marketplace, and Google's trying to get them where they want to go. And for example, is the word rental, all right? There are a lot of dealers out there in the United States today that do RV rentals. There's a lot of dealers that don't do rental. And so what happens is, if you're a dealer that doesn't do rental and you start combing through your search term report, now you're seeing eight, nine, 10, 20 times a day, maybe, that the word rent came up in one of the search terms. And, you know, you say to your agency, gee, you know, can't you do something about it? And their agency says, well, we have the word rent or we have the word rental as a negative keyword in your account. And they probably do. But here's the difference. Google, when they wrote out their enhanced AI algorithm changes, you know, 12 months ago, they are very, very limited on what they count as a negative keyword. So here's my example, and this gets a little bit into the weeds. Let's say the keyword, the, the negative keyword is rental. So theoretically, if somebody types in RV rental and you have a negative keyword rental in your account, your ad shouldn't show, but it doesn't work that way. If somebody types in RV rental near me, now Google doing, trying to get the people to the right place, they see that word rental, but now it's RV rental near me they might show the ad or dealers that rent RVs. That's not RV rental. There's a difference between a negative keyword and a regular keyword. On a regular keyword, if the regular keyword is rental, Google will match for rents. Google will match for renting. Google will match for renter. But on a negative keyword, they will only block out the exact word. So what's happening today is the dealers, you know, we have probably a negative keyword list with last I looked at it had over 4,000 combinations that were uploading into accounts of the word rental. Because if even if the word is RV rental near me is in your system, if somebody types in Tiffin rental near me, it's still going to show. And those clicks are expensive because you're competing against Outdoorsy, you're competing against RV Share, you're competing against uh, Cruise America, and some of those clicks can be three, four, five dollars. So if you have a dealer that's like on a forty dollar a day budget, which over the course of a month is twelve hundred bucks, right? It's a lot of money. And of that forty dollars, fifteen of it every day is on rental terms. They're going to run through their money, and they're not going to get a good return. So this is where AI in the RV space, in the boat space, um, can only go so far. I'm a big believer in technology, right? I'd be the biggest hypocrite to say I'm not. We're, we have more technology here than we know what to do with most days. But the thing that makes our digital work is that we have human beings working the account every day. It takes a human to know that there's a difference between 
Tiffin rental near me and RV rental near me and to be able to tell Google that. So I think as a, a good exercise for any dealer out there, go back and ask for the last 90 days of your Google search term report, right? Or go in and run it yourself. See how much money you're wasting on stuff that, that doesn't matter. And, and rental is just one example. Another one that we, we often see like in the, in the power sports industry is parts getting into sales, right? Somebody, you know, you're, you're running ads because you're trying to sell bikes. And all of a sudden, somebody types in seat cover or um, Harley trike cover, and you have the word cover 50 different ways as a negative keyword in your campaign, but you're blowing money every day. And at the end of the day, a dealer wants to move a trike, right? There's some money in a trike. The seat cover is what, $69.99? So now you just spend a $5 click to sell a $69.99 cover. And, and it doesn't pay. And so if you are just relying on technology to run your digital campaigns, you're wasting a lot of money. And it's really because there's so many first time buyers in the marketplace screwing up the system. And we have uh, definitely seen that we've been able to save a lot of our dealers money from switching strategies and, and implementing a lot of those negative keywords. I mean, we, we've had some posts recently that have shown we were able to save them, you know, getting getting more for less is now what we say here. At, at yeah. yeah, I mean, we had a, a dealer, uh, I don't think I'm talking out of school, LP would, would back me up on this, uh, LP Carlson and uh, DM Boats in uh, Houston. You know, he was spending upwards this time last year, $25,000, $30,000 a month on Google pay-per-click. And when you went back through the search term reports, when you look back to looking what he was spending money on, there was so much garbage. I mean, LP last year spent over $2,000 on the word tugboat, right? Houston is relatively near Galveston, Corpus Christi, all that on the water Gulf of Mexico stuff and all the oil. And there was all these tugboat searches last year and he was showing up for him almost $2,000 in tugboat. And so what we did is we cut all of that garbage out. He's now spending, you know, between eight and $12,000 a month. And he's getting three times the amount of clicks that he got last year. And we doubled the leads. And it's simply that we're cutting out the garbage. And that's not something that a computer can do. A computer can't cut the garbage. Um, and just not in, in today. You need to have, you know, somebody, and we're fortunate. We have a great digital director, Jake Lassard, who's, all over that and you know goes through those things every day and you know we probably have 56 different variations of tugboat as a negative keyword another one for boat dealer sailboat oh my gosh because you can have a sailboat and you can have a boat on sale right and so you will not believe how many americans type sale price for a boat s-a-i-l Right. And then that just screws up the whole system. Right. And so Google's just trying to get somebody the price of a boat, but we don't sell sailboats here. Right. Or, you know, Marine is so hard to do Google for. Oh my gosh. Center console fishing boats, right. Saltwater fishing boats, you know, for a, a boat dealer that is in Pennsylvania on a lake, right. Running ads for saltwater fishing boats. There's no saltwater in mm. Pennsylvania anywhere. <laughs> you know, nobody goes to the Pennsylvania shore that doesn't exist, <laughs> right? Uh, and so, 
you know, or at the same time, a Miami boat dealer, you know, selling kayaks when they sell yachts, right? It, it's crazy. So you have to have people looking out for you. You're just going to spend a lot of money and then you're going to walk around and say, hey, Google sucks. It's not that Google sucks. It's your application of Google that sucks. Right. I mean, Chef Ramsay's sticky toffee pudding is probably the best thing in America. If I tried to make it today, you would think it sucked. You let Chef Ramsay uh, executing the recipe, you're going to like it. Uh, so you can tell we're getting close to lunchtime. So sticky <laughs> toffee pudding. Well, Rich and Liz, thank you so much. You guys gave some really great advice to our dealers. And uh, I hope that we, you know, as in any time that we do a Toolkit Tuesday, you walk away with even just one piece of advice or something that can help you in the dealership. And we look forward to uh, seeing you again next time. Thank you.